Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the toast. And happy. <laughs> wow, that's a really, really crazy way to start an Friday, audio only Friday, episode. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Weekend. Not only are we looking forward to the weekend. We're looking forward to the long ass weekend. So like let this episode rain positivity, rain joy. Did you see the video recently of Rebecca Black performing Friday at a concert in like Melbourne and she Did you seriously just ask me that question? Of course I've seen that video. But we haven't discussed it and I'm pretty sure I posted it and I tagged you and you didn't like respond to that because we send a million things back and forth. Like we never discussed it. She kind of like just remixed it. She kind of ate that shit up. I was going to say she kind of ate. One thing Rebecca Black is going to do is she's going to eat that song in particular. And she's always putting a new spin on it based on whatever era she's in. Sometimes she goes through like a kind of um, EDM phase and she released like an EDM version. Then she's like in like a more of a rocker element, punk vibe. So she does that wherever like kind of the wind takes Rebecca Black. She takes that song with her. It's a great career move for her. I, I really I think it's solid. I think it's solid as well. I did see the video. I'm so glad you brought it up. I'm so excited to be doing this show with you. I'm we're we're an international show, and now I I know we always say that as a joke because we have like 11 followers in Canada, but we actually are international right now because I'm out of the country. I am in Mexico. Hola, cómo estás? Bien. La tostada. Estoy bien. It's Turdy sitting in front of a surfboard. Is I'm that my, your surfboard? Yes. Do you on surfing? Yes, it's my surfboard. I'm in my hotel room. I brought my equipment. Um, the decor is very, uh, shall Itchy? I say, nautical. Yeah. So that explains the surfboard behind me. I'm headed to the beach right after this. Just looking to soak in some, some sun. You know, actually, Ben is golfing. Shocker. Which is so crazy, like, to golf on vacation. But Did he bring his clubs to Mexico? So he didn't bring his clubs, but he's going straight from Mexico to L.A. for work. And he always brings golf clothes to L.A. because I guess that's, like, how you do business is you golf. I, I don't know. That makes a little sense. So he has, like, his whole get-up outfit, but he doesn't have clubs. But the guys that he's golfing with, like, nobody brings their clubs down to Mexico. So they're all just going to run. And it's not, like, a serious game. It's just, like, for fun. Okay, okay. Cool, cool. So I'm going to podcast, head to the beach, read my romance novel, and, you know, take some time for myself before the weekend begins. Love that. Make sure you wear sunscreen. Like, Well, I got a spray tan. It's very important. I got a spray tan, so, like, I will be sitting in the shade. Oh, that's good, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just time to start staying out of the sun. Oh, I agree. Like, As we, we women are of, of a certain age. age yeah. yeah. It's time for that. I completely agree. Well, I'm glad you're practicing skin health. And what are you doing this weekend while I'm in Mexico? I have some fun little plans. I'll be in and around the neighborhood, having fun, seeing friends, having play dates. So cute. So cute. Maybe I'll cook a little something, something, because my Sakara wheels, I'm off on the week. My Sakara wheels, my meals, Um, they don't send me meals for the weekend, so I'm on my own. I like that. I like it too, and it's a good way for me to try and stay on a, decent program but also if like I was craving something during the week I can have it over the weekend I could make if I wanted a chili let me ask you a question when Harry has a play date like obviously I know what my experience is because I'm kind of the number one play date date but when Harry has a play date like with a friend like what do they get into 
It depends on the age of the friend. Mm. If it's someone his own age, it's kind of like parallel play a little bit, unless they like know each other really well. But if if it's like just like me hanging out with someone and then like their kid comes right, to like, Harry doesn't like kid. know him, it's like it's parallel play a little bit. But then sometimes when he's playing with older kids, and if it's like a group of kids and they have a thing going, you know, because the older kids know how to play, like he kind of just inserts himself into that. So like the hard. other day, he learned how to play Duck Duck Goose. Stop. Are kids still playing that game? These kids were. Hot take. That's like not a fun game. It was cute to watch. I, I didn't hate it. You know what's not a fun game? What? Tag? Red Rover. Well, that game is like violent. It is violent and unsafe. I agree. I never liked it as a kid. Like you would love to be the one like running, but you never wanted to be the one whose hand was about to get broken. Hand broken. Yeah, I agree. Some of those games like age well, some of them don't. Red Rover, Red Rover, send Turdy right over is definitely one of the worst games. Also, Tag Your It is like such a, it's a game like without rules. Like I, I think it's a bad game. Yeah, it's a little all over the place. Doesn't yeah. have much structure. Structure. A good You know game? what's a good game? Hide Ta- and Seek. Yes. Oh, what's like the Hide and Seek like on crack? Is it called, like, sardines? I'm not sure. No, no, Jackie, we used to play with our cousins. And, like, when it went right, it was really right. Like, everyone would hide around the house. Somebody would have to find someone. Or no. Like, you would find the person and then you would have to hide with them. And then, like, the other people come looking and it's like everybody ends up hiding in the same spot till the last person finds you. Oh. What game is that, you guys? I don't know. It sounds like sardines because you pack like sardines. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's sardines. Another game that I think really aged well, because the last time we played it at Camp Toast, it was so fun. Tug of War. Oh, yeah. It, that is just a classic game battle of brute strength. Right. A, sh- a true show of strength. Yeah. It's the physics of it. Could have been played in the caveman era. Yeah. Don't need much. Just, just a, rope. a rope. Yeah, it's so simple. I find the best games are the simplest ones where you don't need, you know, a whole balagan with like equipment and gear. You know what you need, Turdy? Your imagination. Oh, my God. That's really beautiful. Like, for real. It's so true. So true. I miss those times where, like, my imagination was enough. It's not enough now. Now I need, like, a cocktail, my vape. By the way, had some cocktails last night. Did not vape. That's, like, honestly kind of crazy that you're on a beach vacation and not vaping. And, like, and not in a good way. (laughs) No, I know. And to be honest, like, I am very much of the mind where I'm like, okay, if I have a cocktail or I'm like, you know, cocktailing it up and somebody has a vape. Like if I take a puff, it's like not a big deal. Yeah. I made the mistake of like bringing Ben in on this journey with me because he's being like a nut and he's like, you can't, it will reset you and your addiction. Like he's being so nuts. Like I kind of wish I didn't get him involved and I want to tell him to fuck all the way off. But he's like, he's right, you know? Didn't I see him with a cigarette last night? That's the thing. Ben's like, but I can control my addiction. Like, I'm not addicted to nicotine. I just, like, Ben, like, on vacation will smoke, like, two cigarettes. And he had one last night because everybody else was smoking cigarettes. And that's so Ben Sauver. Um, So, yeah, like, okay, black kettle pot. But he is right about the fact that he's not addicted. If you told him he was never having another cigarette, he wouldn't even notice. Right. It's not like he's, like, cigaretting when he wakes up. Right. And with a vape, I, like, especially for me, like, it's a slippery slope. Like, that's how I started vaping, like a cocktail and a vape. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm No, here. it's good what you're doing. Cold turkey is really good. But, like, even I, if I were on the trip that you're on and, like, 
having come like I would be vaping. Yeah, it's a celebration. I'm here to celebrate my friends. It's birthday. a vibe. All of like all these people I know are coming from all over the LA, New York, all over. Like it's a celebration. I want to enjoy and like if the opportunity presents itself, like I'm just letting you know, like I will be taking a puff and everyone, including Ben, can eat my fucking ass respectfully. And I'm letting you know, I endorse this decision. And I, as long as it doesn't then set you back, if you then go back to like slippery slope, then I'm going to have to cut you off next time. Of course. But I am going to give you the opportunity to show that, that I can you do can it socially. Be a social casual vapor. But you know what? I have heard, because I, once I opened up about my journey, so many people told me their experiences, which I found really helpful. A lot of the girlies were like, I gave it up. It was the hardest thing. Did a cold turkey. Like a lot of like whatever their reasons were. And then they said, you know, the next time they like slipped up like a few weeks later, like it was disgusting to them, which would be so nice. Mm. I don't think that's going to happen to me. Also, I'm only 11 days. They were saying like after a month that happened. 11 days. That's like not a lot of days. Can you, can, by the way, have there ever been a longer 11 days in the lifetime of Turdy Lou Freebush? Like I can't. No, that means I was with you less than 11 days ago. Yeah, that's also crazy. <laughs> that's really crazy. How are the stories today? Good, varied, um, lots of little cute, good stories. I feel sh- okay about them. Like, oh, you know what I did last night? What? I started The Crown. What episode are you on? I treated myself, and then, of course, I watched three episodes, and I was up super late, but it actually worked out because then I was still up for Charlie's first feeding, and I didn't have to, like, fall asleep for 30 minutes and then wake up, which is harder. Jackie, I believe I'm at the same ep- – did – what ha- what's the thing that happened? Diana to just died. Same. That's what I'm and I just want to say, I had one takeaway so far. Uh, you know, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts, but just the one thing that I'm taking away is that I don't think enough is made of the fact that Diana was killed by a drunk driver. Not okay. Wait, not only that, I'm so glad you said that. Not only that, because they're always like the British media and the royal family killed her. Two, she was in Paris, so it was kind of the French media and not the British media. <laughs> Right. I guess you could say like media in general. And uh, yeah, the media hounded her, but they've been hounding her every single day her, since she got with Charles. Yes, this was a very heightened time and Dodie and his like lackluster security team were not up to the task. But every other time she like was driving through the streets, it's always mayhem and it was okay. I just want to say like, she- I don't appreciate you putting it on Dodie's security team. Like they kept telling Dodie what to do and he would not listen. I'm sorry. I didn't mean Dodie. I mean like Dodie's security, like the security that he, yeah, his umbrella, not also, the, the, but in, he needed more security. In the show, and I, I'm, I'm sure in terms of the actual logistics of the accident, it might not have happened that way, but how they showed it in the show was like at the point where they went into that tunnel and crashed, like no one was around them. Oh, that's not what I got. They were okay. being chased and they were yeah. driving fast and it was a drunk driver. And yeah, I they feel just like glossed, if, glossed over that a little bit. If it wasn't, if the driver weren't drunk, there's a very good chance that they wouldn't have crashed. It just would have been like typical paparazzi mayhem Mayhem. car chase. But he had been drinking. He was like glassy eyed and smiling weird and being a freak. Because they were supposed to spend the night at the Ritz. Yeah. So I feel like not, that's not as much of a takeaway when it should be like, the, the more as much as like the media needs to be held accountable like there should also be like you know mothers against drunk driving no it's who so are invested true. in the story it's so true so that was something that I found interesting but other than that I've been enjoying it and it's just it's nice to have a, a great show I agree 
And I'm so glad that we're at the same point in the show to, to discuss. Yeah, so now if you had any thoughts, you could share them because we're simpatico. My thoughts are developing, obviously, you know. I'm upset because last season my favorite character was Muhammad Faid. Um, he was hysterical and honestly, like me, if I ever, you know, inherited billions of dollars, like exactly how we would spend it. Like I, I relate to him on a, on a human level. Um, now they're obviously like pitting the whole thing on him. Like everyone was stressed because of him and everything went wrong because of him. Like we need to go to Paris because of him, the jet because of him. So I don't like love that. But if that is how it happened, like I obviously can't stand. Yeah. I agree. It's not, he's in his flop era for sure. He's in his flop era. And like last season, I just loved him. Yeah. No, Hilarious. but also, I feel like you could also put it on Dodie too. Cause Dodie was I'm like. I'm sorry. When Dodie made the phone call and hung up and then <laughs> continued to talk. Never in my life have I felt so embarrassed for another human being. And the fact that like Diana knew I was obsessed with that scene. But then I was looking, by the way, I, in the first three episodes, I must have Googled like 10 things like a tale of two photographs I looked up both of those oh, photographs I looked up, I, the only thing I looked up was the boys photograph yeah no it was like kind of a losery photograph and stop that and was the point I just started looking at pictures of Dodi Fayed because like in the show he's an unbelievable loser and like yeah. not someone who could pull Princess Diana I'm sorry in real life like he was hot like I feel like Ooh, they, they didn't do him justice that's, like that's not fair yeah yeah no he was like he seemed like, I mean, it's just a picture, but he seemed like somebody who could tell his own father off, you know? He seemed oh, like strong and, and. Oh, not, not that. I mean, because you just never, you don't know what's on someone's insides. But I do feel like the fact that he's not great looking in the show, like, makes it so unbelievable that yes. like him and Diana. Would be together. Oh, actually, the actor kind of looks like him. Sorry, I it's so. a perfect casting. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> That is funny. Uh, I had another thought about, oh, I mean, who knows how it all went down because like we don't know what their private conversations were like mm -hmm. right before, you know, if he really made that call and faked that call and did he even buy the ring? I feel like he did because he showed it to someone in the hotel suite and I'm sure like that person is like, yes. came forward and was like, Dodie showed me a ring last right. night. But I just feel like what, like if he really wanted to land Diana, like, he could have if he did other things different. Like instead of like throwing her into chaos or he even could have thrown her into chaos and then be like, I'm the only one who can like protect you and, and hired so much security and like made her life like so seamless. And then she would be like, I don't have the protection of the royal family. Like I need someone with copious amounts of money for all this security or else I can't even leave my house. And instead no. he just like kept making things chaotic for her. And she was like, why am I with this guy who, is chaotic. Even like a moderately smart person in his position could have gotten Diana to fall in love with him or at least make Diana feel like she needed him. He needed fumbled him. it so hard. Like how dumb are you? Yeah. Yeah. Just like making everything targe for her. Like when they went to get ice cream in Monte Carlo. Like Stop. for me that I got the ick. No, by ick. the way, I actually really related to that sentiment of like her really wanting to go home and then like having to go to Paris. And like it was just like we have to get through the next like 24 hours before I can just like get home and be done with these people. You know, and like you're on a trip or like you're at, like, yes. almost like when you're like, remember when you used to have a play date and like you were so over this fucking person you were having a play date with. You're like, I need to get home. Like I need to be picked up so I can never see this person again. Like that feeling of just like needing to be home, wanting to be away from these people, starting to like fucking hate the people around you. I so resonated with that. No, and like everybody wants a ride on a private jet, but like there's no such thing as a free ride. Like Wait, you no, we're just are stopping in Paris. Where you're at the whims of whatever the fuck they want to do. Yep. And you have like no, she she was like, how did I get here? 
you have no control. You can't be like, Pilate, take me to Heathrow. Right, right. Right. So it's been enjoyable. But now, of course, she's passed. So things, things are going to get crazy. But it was also kind of like a sad time. I mean, it's always a sad time. But like she was at a really good place with Charles. Charles seems like he's in a good place. Like the family just wants the best for Diana. Like the queen said, like, I just want peace. And of course, we don't know if these are direct quotes. But that is the vibe. Like she's out of the family. Right. You know, I think everybody feels sorry for her that her personal life is like all over the papers. Like nobody wants that for her. And it's just like so sad that that's how it ended. Agreed. Okay. So with that breaking news from 30 years ago, Uh, here's the breaking news from today. Love that. In the Fast Five stories that you need to know. And the breaking news from today and the Fast Five stories that you need to know are brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. This new year, the easiest healthy habit to start is one for your dog. The Farmer's Dog makes feeding real healthy food easy and convenient, and your dog will absolutely love it. It's smart, healthy pet food that you can feel good about feeding your pup. And that's why it's time to quit the kibble and kick the cans and start fresh. So the Farmer's Dog is a company that makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food right to your front door. It's developed by vets, it's nutritionally balanced, and it's made from real meat and vegetables to the safety standards of human food. It's the best option for dogs at all life stages because it's not kibble, it's not canned goo, it's just real healthy food. Traditional dry and wet dog food options are super processed. They can use much lower quality ingredients than they claim to, and they are extremely difficult to portion accurately. Well, the farmer's dog is fresh, high quality food, but they're also sending the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. So this will make it easier to help maintain your dog's ideal weight, which is one of the biggest indicators of a full healthy life. Dogs at a healthy weight can live up to two and a half years longer than overweight dogs. A fresh diet has been found to have all sorts of benefits from healthier coat and skin, better breath, easier digestion, smaller, better poops. A healthy diet isn't just important for humans. So it doesn't matter if your dog is young or old, it's always the right time to begin investing in their health, and that means more happy, healthy years together. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash toast. Plus, you'll get free shipping only when you go to thefarmersdog.com slash toast to get that 50% off. That's thefarmersdog.com slash toast for free shipping and 50% off. Today's episode is also brought to you by Mattress Firm. I feel like it can't be, you know, overstated how much the right mattress matters. And Mattress Firm will help you find the right one. Mattress Matters. Mattress Firm will find yours during their once a year sale and clearance. You can score huge savings at Mattress Firm and with their can't miss sale and their clearance prices. My bed is proudly from Mattress Firm. I just feel like everybody's trying to reinvent like mattresses when like the OG's Mattress Firm is the spot. My mattress, I believe the brand is Tempur-Pedic and we got it through through Mattress Firm. They have a bunch of different brands from all different... um, price points whether you like mattresses that come in the box a lot of people like those whether you like you know I love Tempur-Pedic um so you can start your year off refreshed with great rest for the year ahead make 2024 your year of extraordinary sleep keep a consistent schedule and a, a great mattress is a great way to do that avoid late night tossing turning with the mattress of your dreams and get it during this once-a-year sale and clearance, restrictions do apply, but score huge savings at Mattress Firm with can't-miss sales and clearance prices. Mattress Firm is the mattress place. I mean, it's literally in the title. All these different brands, all these different price points, and a couple times a year, they have really, really good sales that you should take advantage of, and this is one of it. The once-a-year sale and clearance, you can score huge savings at Mattress Firm with the can't-miss sale and clearance prices. Um, ready. 
Okay, our first story. Ari is back with some new music. She's firing back at her critics in her new song, Yes And. So Ari's long awaited, I would say, new music is here. Title song, Yes And, with an accompanying music video. And the message of the song is kind of mind your own beeswax. She says, your business is yours and mine is mine. Why do you care so much whose I ride? Whose dick? Yeah, there's a lot of like, mind your own business. Why do you care? Like, stop looking at me. Like, talk your talk. As somebody who literally like talks about other people's business for my line of work, like, I do really agree with that statement. Like, in general, like, just fuck off. Like, why do you care what I do? Like, I agree with the sentiment, although I don't follow that particular, you know, religion. Um, and in terms of the song, like, I listened to it, and I actually didn't hear that lyric. I didn't really hear any of the lyrics. I, She's very, like, whispery and breathy, and I really liked the song, actually. I just, like, I didn't get the message because I had a hard time, like, understanding the lyrics. I agree. So the first time I listened to it, I liked the beat. I didn't really know what she was saying, but I was enjoying myself. And then I watched the music video with subtitles Mm. and therein I got the message. message. And so it's a lot of like, why do you care what I do? And it's like, of course we care what you do for the same reason you're putting out the song is like the same reason why we care because like you're a big star. Um, But that's fine. It's like, that's her MO. And it did kind of make me feel stupid for caring. So she accomplished okay, so what she set out to I accomplish. I don't agree. Because if she was just like dating some guy and people were like rioting or mad, what like those people are fucking losers. It's giving like Jelena. But with this, you know, most recent relationship, there is like an ethical issue, like thing I have, an, I take issue with. And that's why I feel like everybody cares more than they usually care. Yeah. It's but like I a crazy think thing also, she did. But there was also some messaging of like you don't know this whole story sort of thing which like so tell us to say okay I'm going to read the lyrics okay but before you do I just want to say she is following this sort of formula from thank you next where she samples like a really well-known song like my favorite things was thank you next and this is um Vogue oh Um, I was gonna say it sounds like Vogue yeah no she sampled it and then she has this like kind of kitschy cute phrase yes and thank you next it's like a formula that works for her with a great music video and we'll see if it works a second time but like lightning struck the first time like she'll never really be able to recreate like what thank you next did for the culture do you remember that it was like every day she was breaking a Spotify record I remember like sitting on your couch babysitting rest in peace Theo and he and I were watching the live countdown to watch the music video for that song I'm so glad Theo lived to see that Yeah, no, I remember where I was. And I think it's a really good formula. I think this is a strong song, not nearly as exciting of a music video, but a little more artistic. But I think like this song won't reach the levels that Thank You Next did, but it's a fire bop. And I think it'll do well and very respectable showing from Miss Ari. I agree. Here are the lyrics. So we can know like this is what's on Ari's heart. Yeah, because honestly, I I literally don't even, I don't know any of the lyrics. So sing them to me. In case you haven't noticed, well, everybody's tired and healing from somebody or something we don't see just right. So she's kind of saying, like, everybody's going through their own shit, like, in case you didn't know. Okay. Boy, come on, put your lipstick on. No one can tell you nothing. Come on and walk this way through the fire. Don't care what's on their mind. And if you find yourself in a dark situation, just turn on your light and be like. So this is, like, the message of the song coming up. Yes, and... Say that shit with your chest and be your own fucking best friend. Say that shit with your chest. Keep moving like what's next. Yes, and. So there it is. I, I do feel like it's probably for the best that I couldn't understand the lyrics. because like, <laughs> I what, agree. What you just read sounds really dumb, but like I'm, it like popped off in the song, you know? Yeah, but also a sign of a good song is that I already have, I already know the melodies. Yes, and. 
Say that shit with your chest. Get it, Jack. And be oh, your own oh, fucking oh, best. Oh, 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 oh. Friend. Say that shit Ooh. with your chest. Yes. Keep moving like what's oh. next. Oh, but Jar- I agree. It's Jariana Grande. If a songwriter brought me these lyrics, I would say, you need a new job. I would say you're fired. Yeah, but like it's the beat. It's music and lyrics. Right. No, it's more so like the beat, uh, especially with this particular song. So it's nice to have Ari back in the fold of like, you know, pop girly icons. And she said, now I'm so done with caring what you think. No, I won't hide underneath your own projections or change my most authentic life. Okay. I mean, it's just kind of like a brave thing to say. Like when you literally stole a married man from like his newborn child. From like his 10-month-old baby. Yeah, yeah. So so if there is more to the story, like I I think we need to know it. Like for real. Because she's now accusing us of being like losers who are like, you know, speculating and whatever. But it's like based on what we know, like what you did was crazy. So if it's if there's more of the story, like let us know. But I just want to say, like, as a strategy, of course, this whole relationship kind of blew up and people were mad at Ari and she could have gone a number of different ways. And the strategy of doubling down and being like, yes, and right. I find to be a very strong one. And I, I respect it. I don't dislike it. I agree with that. You know, because what's done is done. At least she's still with him. Like some scandal version, she would have broken up with him and like you know been the victim she's like no I did that shit yes and yes and yeah no I I do uh, for sure but you know lest we not forget the ethical dilemma that that lies within this saga yes but lest we not forget that we don't know these people and it's their lives not ours yes and 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 say that shit with your chest and and be your own fucking best. When I go to the beach after friend. this, like I'll put in my AirPods and I'll like see see how it how it vibes on a beach and I'll, I'll report back. I think it holds up. I'm sure it does. Ari doesn't put out bad music. Like you could say what you want about her. She's a talented vocalist, obviously, but like her music pop, like she pops her pussy. Like she puts her whole Ariusy in that sometimes. You know? Do Do you watch the music video? I didn't. I didn't even know she released one. I, I'm. I'm in Mexico. I don't know if I, um, I'm like on this international trip. So I don't know if I have like access to the music video here. I'm sure you do if we could do a podcast. No, but. no, no. It's like I'm, I'm on like this really remote, like elite part of Mexico. <laughs> Are you ready for our next story? Yes. Okay. Usually I don't like talking about like reality TV show news if I haven't watched it yet but this was crazy enough that we must discuss so Southern Charm reunion aired last night and Olivia Flowers admitted to hooking up with Thomas Ravenel right and so in the uh, playbook of what's currently going on this season Olivia was like dating in love with Austin and then she got really mad at her best friend Taylor who slept with Austin yeah it's not as that as that because first of all even last season like Olivia and Austin were like a thing will they won't they but I don't know that they were ever like fully boyfriend girlfriend and in love like yeah by the way I watched the beginning of last season so I don't know how it progressed but what I remember is that like she really liked him and we didn't even know if he liked her back no and it was like they both liked each other but they just like couldn't get together and also Austin likes everyone so so true I never saw their relationship as that serious then they filmed their re- the Southern Charm reunion in New York and I think they had tried to make a go of it and then they like were like you know what we're done for we're not this isn't happening I think Austin ended things with her even though there wasn't much to end but still he was the one who decided no and she went to LA for a little bit to like 
take some time for herself. Meanwhile, Taylor Ann, who is Shep's ex-girlfriend at the yep. time and Olivia's best, best friend on the show, is also very good friends with Austin. And I guess they hooked up during that time that she was in LA and then it's all coming out this season. And I think things were looking like Olivia might forgive her because Taylor just seems really genuine, even though she keeps fucking up. Like right. she's just like, she can't, well, she did lie. Like she, she can't get out of it. her own way almost. No, it's just, it's a very weird. I've, I've never felt this way about someone who it's like, I'm rooting for them and I believe them, but they just like keep doing not the best things and keep lying about it. Now explain to me Thomas Ravenel. Okay, no, actually explain to me like Catherine relationship to Olivia like do they have any sort of loyalty towards one another yes so they're very good friends from the show mm -hmm. and so at the reunion last night it seems like in her and own I'm sorry, defense how did it come to the to come to light that she hooked up with Thomas did somebody out her did she say it yes yes so at the reunion she's going Olivia's going in on Taylor for you know sleeping with Austin and then Taylor said forgive as you would want to be forgiven and everyone was like what do you mean by that and Olivia was like, go ahead and say it. I already see what you're trying to do. You've Ooh. been hanging this over. You've been hanging this over my head. I want to see it. Say it. Say it. Oh, I'm obsessed. And then Andy, Andy was like, well, just say it. Like, we're here. And Taylor said the whole Thomas situation. And Andy was <gasps> like, everybody Thomas. just like audibly gasp. Like, ew. I didn't watch it yet. But the cat, it says all like, these like beautiful, smart, sophisticated young women like keep sleeping with Thomas Ravenel he's not only is he like you know has allegations of sexual abuse like he's literally not even handsome well this is what Olivia said she said quote I was fresh out of college 20 years oh, old oh, dumb oh. dumb drunken night one time had a hookup with T-Rav and I wanted to take it to my grave who wouldn't oh I'm sorry so it wasn't recent no it was about 10 years ago because I think oh Olivia's around who 30 you can't so Taylor Ann is like you know, because Olivia is very good friends with Catherine and has never told Catherine oh. about this. But Olivia's like, I hooked up with Thomas before I ever met Catherine. I'm sorry, was was 10 years ago before her kids were born? Like before Catherine? And no. She, uh, uh, they said it was after, like they already had two kids by then. But oh, her son, oh. son isn't 10. Right, so maybe it wasn't 10 years ago. Maybe it was like six. But I thought Olivia is like 30. Anyways... It's not apples to apples because Olivia wasn't friends with Catherine, but Olivia's friends with Catherine now and has never told her. Meanwhile, last night, last night, Catherine posted on Instagram pictures with Olivia being like, I love you. Okay, good. actually, now it feels like this was brought up like like Taylor's a bad faith actor. Like, it's not really yeah. relevant. I'm sorry. I no, thought it was like this week they, they fucked or like, you know, like this year. No, it was like something embarrassing that Olivia and, and, and she only told Taylor her friend and now Taylor told everyone. It's like. That is just wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm now that I understand like the full um like I would literally never talk to this person again. If like there was somebody I hooked up with who I was so embarrassed about and like I literally never told anyone and like and I wasn't hurting anyone by not telling anyone. Like I just needed to take this to my grave forever. Like and you then tell it on TV. Like, not only do I hate you, like I am so fucking done with you. That's actually like a a whole other level of betrayal. I agree. And I just don't know why Taylor Ann keeps doing bad things. No, and Jackie, and honestly, this doesn't serve Taylor Ann at all because it doesn't make Olivia look bad. This was before she knew Catherine. Like, Catherine has been posting with Olivia, so it's all good. So she really did this horrible thing, Taylor. She didn't really make a point. She didn't really, you know, slay the argument. She just looks like a vengeful, like, spiteful person. And honestly... Not that I ever planned on it, but I will never tell this girl a secret of mine. Like, if I meet her, I'm running the other way. Yeah. The, the Taylor had said it was five years ago, but 
I think that might be murky of when it was, but definitely before Olivia ever met Catherine. Damn. That's really, like, the way I internalized this story once you first said it and now that I know everything is so different. Yeah, like, Olivia, again, is the victim. Yeah. And Taylor Ann, like, she needs to to stop. And maybe reality TV is not the best thing for her because before she met Shep and before she came into this world, she was just, like... A nice girl. A nice girl. She's very religious. And she just, like... She's she's not practicing what she preaches is how I feel. And no, it's disappointing because really I bad. really like her. This is like fame and like the toxicity of reality TV. Like really, I think based on what you're saying, turning someone into like the worst version of themselves. Yeah. Even though like a part of me, and I'm not even so mad about the Austin thing because a, a part of me feels like Taylor Ann and Austin like are a made for each other because they're really good friends and m- maybe they should be together. And I'm not mad at them for exploring that, especially because I never felt like Olivia and Austin's relationship was that serious. But it was the lying. She was literally lying straight to everyone's face. She sounds like truly diabolical. And it feels like it's one of those situations because now that I've heard you talk about like your take on Southern Charm for like the last couple of weeks slash months, like I feel like you just like her and you're like looking for ways to defend her. But like she maybe is not worth your defenses. No, this is kind of the last straw for me, but yeah. I do need to finish watching this season. <laughs> not the last, not like not sometimes, like, like the last. I, by the way, and I understand this, like when you really ride for someone, but like sometimes you need to know like when the jig is up. And I think like your jig is up. Yeah. Cause this, yeah. I like to give chances. Of course. I'm, you know, we're all human. Of course. We make mistakes. Of course. But she literally made another mistake last night after like a couple of years of making mistakes. Like you've got to at some point stop. Of course. So I need to catch up on Southern Charm after I finish The Crown, but now that I've turned my TV back on, anything's possible. I you know the the world is truly your oyster. I know, but then I was like up so late watching TV. I know, I know. It's like, what are you, 16? Like whenever I'm when up, I like, need past to midnight, be sleeping. Whenever I'm up past midnight, like watching a TV show that I just can't put down, um, I literally feel like literally I'm in high school and I'm gonna get in trouble. Like if my mom comes in and like the remote, like I keep the remote in my hand to like turn it off in case she comes in. Like I I understand that feeling. And it's also like, we're business owners. We're women. We're mothers. It's like, what are we doing staying up all night watching television? Yeah. I guess last night I felt like I could do it because we were recording a little later today and it's audio only. So I w- could sleep in if I yes, needed that's to. True. And it's Friday. So it's, it's very lax over here. It's like, it's kind of a yeah, casual it wasn't Friday like, at the toast. It's Sunday night. I'm up really late and I have a, like a full day. Like today's kind of a relaxed day for me. So I was like, oh, I'll get a little crazy. Stay up late. Love. Yeah, you deserve and, you know, it. And look, and look, I can't stop talking about it. So maybe it was very good for me. Right, no, it was fodder. You were actually like doing the work because it's fodder oh, for the show. That's always the truth. Yeah, no, when you're a podcaster that like podcasts about your own life, you can really kind of make any poor decision about work. Like you could say like, I had to do that. Like I had to get so drunk like for the story so I could tell it on the podcast. Yeah, but that's how you get to be living like a life that – you don't want to be living. No, like a life that's not yours. Yeah, like when you're just doing everything for the story. Just in general, I feel like non-podcasters do that. People do that so that they could tell their friends something crazy. And it's yeah. like, okay, but you still had to like do something crazy. And yes. how did that make you feel? Yes, and? Yes, and. Are you ready for our next story? What number is it? Three. Yes. Jessica Simpson is poking fun at her viral chicken oh of God. the sea mix-up in a new ad with her daughter, Max. 
So 20 years on, Jessica Simpson is poking fun at her chicken of the sea moment in a new ad for the tuna brand. In the clip, she's sitting on the couch with her daughter, Maxie, while eating from a packet of tuna. Her daughter says, mom, what are you eating in the packet? She said, it's called chicken of the sea, but it's not really chicken. So don't get confused by it. Her daughter says, who would? And Jessica's like, yeah, who would? Not me. No, by the way, I have so many thoughts from this. One, love the association. I can't believe these two never work together. And by two, I mean Chicken of the Sea and Jessica Simpson. Until this moment, I loved like the younger generation element. Jessica Simpson's like a really good actress. I thought that like she acted really well in the commercial. I do want to say something. Oh. And it's something that I guess one could say is in defense of Jessica Simpson's intellect. Why the fuck I think is I it know called what you're Chicken say. of the Sea? What would you like to say? Did you not hear what I said? No, you cut out. Oh, sorry. Okay. Why the fuck is it called Chicken of the Sea? Like, why the fuck would a tuna company have in its brand name chicken? That's like the toast, which is a digital show, digital being called like the cable. But we're on digital. Like, it makes no fucking sense. Yeah, well, I think they're trying to, they were trying to, and maybe they were successful because it feels this way. Now they were trying to like normalize tuna, hmm. you know? Yeah. Because people eat chicken and it, maybe tuna gives people the willies, especially like from a can or a packet. But if it's, oh, it's the chicken. Okay. Okay. But also like, do people eat chicken of the sea? Like I know everybody loves, like there's a couple like classic grocery store companies. And I feel like chicken of the sea is like not one of like the big ones. I think it is, but there's the other one. The one, is it like starfish? Star- Sarkis. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie. She was eating this packet of tuna, wild caught light tuna. That's lemon garlic flavored by McCormick. That's like what she was eating on the couch. And that sounds fire. Jackie, that's like a commercial working. And I actually think you should buy it and do a taste test on your Instagram. And Ben too. Ben is very, 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 very. He won't eat Starkiss. Like he doesn't think it's good enough. He does like wild caught from this company. He like has to get it special. Um, He's not like an ordinary tuna consumer. Okay, but when we were on vacation, he had tuna in cans from the store and he made tuna fish like every day. So he had tuna in cans. I don't believe it was Starkiss. I think it was his special company. Oh. It's like a yellow and blue. Let me look look it up. I'll tell you exactly because I feel like people will actually want to know. Tuna can wild. Wild Planet? Is that it? Let me just look. Yes, Wild Planet. And like when you look, when you want to buy it online, like you buy it at iherb.com, herbspro.com. It's like weird. eBay. (laughs) It's Ben selling his old tuna. No, it literally is. So I have to exclude Ben from this conversation is what I'm saying because he's not like your typical consumer when it comes to tuna. Got it. Well, the packet looks really good. And then in the end of the commercial, she's holding a packet that looks like it was seasoned with like some Thai flavorings and they're doing like collabs because like McCormick yeah. it lent its flavors to the tuna. Anyways, all in all, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 marketing, 10 out of 10 production. Jessica's performance was a 10 out of 10. Love her getting her daughter involved, getting her in the SAG, you know. Um, I love this. And I really feel like if you would have asked me the day before yesterday, like is Chicken of the Sea still in business? I honestly would have said, I don't know. Now I know. Yeah. Uh, no, I would have said yes. You knew that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And didn't they do Chicken of the Sea ads on The Apprentice? The Apprentice? 
Yeah, when Joan was on, remember that was one oh. of their challenges, and okay. she made up that jingle, cluck cluck cluck, splat. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize you were referencing. Like we were trying to see if Chicken of the Sea is still relevant, and I didn't see how you bringing up a TV show that aired eleven years ago would be helpful in this relevant conversation. Well, they made it till eleven years ago, so like you know, halfway there. Cool. Yeah. Do you remember that episode? I don't really. I also don't remember a lot of when we sat down to watch Joan Rivers on Celebrity Apprentice. And I think I need to rewatch it again because I know she, but she, spoiler alert, ends up winning. Um, but there was a lot of dynamics at play. You know, she came on with her daughter and her daughter like stunk it up because her daughter just like couldn't jive the way the, and compete the way Joan could. Joan was also like a lot older than a lot of these people. But I know that the Joan that we knew when she passed away, like that level of fame was really like the catalyst for that level that she reached was her winning Celebrity Apprentice. It's like a really important part of her career. So if you are like a scholar of Joan Rivers, which we like to consider ourselves, like it's actually, it's required viewing that you watch that season. It is. And it's so good. There are so many dynamics at play, like her and Annie Duke. Annie Duke. Yeah. So her and Annie Duke have this like really crazy rivalry. Annie Duke is a professional poker player, if you don't know who she is. And she's really major. Um, but also other celebrity dynamics that are at play during that season that are really interesting. Khloe Kardashian, she was actually kicked off because she had to miss a challenge to go to a court hearing for her DUI. And when Donald Trump found out that she was... Uh, that she had had a DUI That in she the was past. a person who drunk drove, he was like, you're out of here. I don't vibe with that. Then Jesse James, who now we know is like disgraced former husband of... Sandra Bullock, we know the Kat Von D scandal. At the time, he was Sandra Bullock's husband. There is a lot going on in that season. Like, it's really worth your time. It is worth your time. He was a sleeper candidate. He performed really well. I actually and ended up really liking him after that. Yeah. Then there's Dennis Rodman. Of course. He was really, really, really unhinged. And, like, honestly, he really bothered me. And I think my, my overall feelings towards him went down because due to his performance on Celebrity Apprentice. He, he really thought he was like too good for the whole thing. Yeah. You know who bothered me? Who? Brandy? Andrew Dice Clay. <gasps> oh my God. Andrew Dice Clay bothered me. Yes. <laughs> and you know who else bothered me? Who? Tom Green. Oh, okay. So Tom Green. Yes. First of all, <laughs> Tom Green like came into the show and was like, I'm a loser and I'm going to give off loser energy. He gave off such like, woe is me energy. Like, oh my God, I completely agree. Like, not that I really had a high opinion of Tom Green before because I'm not really familiar with him. But after that season, I was like, oh, you're a loser. Yeah. And you know who is also on the season? Claudia Jordan, who then <gasps> afterwards yes! was on Real Housewives of Atlanta. She had a very strong showing on the season. I agree. I liked her after that. And who I loved from the season was Brandy. Brandy. She was the Playboy Bunny. I mm -hmm. forget her last name. I want to say Redmond, but obviously but it's not. It's and not. I want to say Glanville, and it's not either. But it's similar to both of those. She was also a very strong participant. It's such a good season. It's actually a very good show. That's the only season that I watched because of Joan. But I kind of want to watch other seasons. Speaking of... Because it's like a lot of housewives wind up... Like, yes, like I know Kyle me. did it, Therese. Yeah, like... They get really good. They got really good people. By the way, speaking of, hold on. Wait, what did you just say before? Claudia Jordan. Yes, wait. Brandy Redman Glanville. Yes. Speaking of Brandy Redman, 
I ended up on a Stephanie Holman rabbit hole because she's been like going viral on TikTok. She's been like answering questions like as a former housewife, like about like production stuff, but also like keeping. Then I started like keeping up with her life. She just moved into this like insane house in Oklahoma. Oh, okay. And I just feel like while the Real Houses of Dallas didn't work out, and I do feel like it wasn't amazing, but I don't think they got like a completely fair chance. There were some some perfect housewives on that show, and Stephanie Holman was one of them. Like I need her to move to a city that has a franchise. Like she should be on TV. Yeah, and her Cameron life, Westcott too. Cameron Westcott, both of them. Like their lives are just ripe for reality TV. Like so much money, so many houses, fabulous bags, all this stuff. And I, I like need that. I need that sort of energy. I agree. Like it wasn't always the best franchise, but they, it wasn't the worst. Like it was no. fine. I feel and like just Housewives was going through a lull, and yes. like Bravo needed to make a cut, and so they cut Dallas. But she was saying in her stories, like because so many of the questions were about cast trips. She was like, "We had like no budget. If you really think about it." Our first cast trip, we went to me and Brandy's house in Austin, our lake house. At one point, we went to Caracas in Carrie Brittingham's house. Like, they were always going to someone's house. Then they took that trip to Colorado in Cameron Westcott's house. Right. She was like, when we got to go to, where did they go, Ireland? No. The, Netherlands. Uh, yeah, because yeah. Carrie Dubeck was. Oh, and that's when Leanne uh, was talking about her panty liner. She said that was, like, the biggest deal for us. Like, we finally got a trip that wasn't, like, $4. I thought they also went to Thailand, though. Later on, yes, they did. You're right, you're right, Did you're she right. mention that? But they also had piggybacked on something Travis was doing there, so maybe it really was, like... She didn't mention Thailand. She mentioned that, like, the Netherlands was a really big deal for them. Hmm. Yeah. Happy for them. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story now? Number four. Only if it's our next story that's brought to you by Lumi. If you want a New Year's resolution that won't have you tangled in an elliptical or eating the world's most depressing salad... Try smelling better naked. Lumi is a game-changing whole-body deodorant designed by an OBGYN to work not only on pits, but also feet, privates, and everywhere else that we get odor. So no matter where you use it, Lumi is clinically proven to block odor all day long thanks to its one-of-a-kind pH-optimized formula. And they've got over 275,000 five-star reviews to show for it. Make the switch to Lumi, and this year will be all about head-to-toe confidence, no salads required. I'm so glad somebody's talking about body odor that, like, isn't your armpits. Because, of course, armpits are of utmost concern. But, like, there's a lot going on in the body. Like, and there are a lot of places that could, you know, require your attention when it comes to odor removal. And I love that Lumi is is all about whole body deodorizing. It's safe to use anywhere on your body, so that includes your pits, your underboobs, your thigh folds, belly button... Belly button, butt crack, vulvas, feet. It's created by an OBGYN, so she saw how normal BO was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. It's baking soda-free, it's paraben-free, it's pH balanced for safe use in the nether regions, and it's clinically proven to control odor better than a shower with soap alone. So special offer for you guys. New customers can get $5 off at Lumi's starter pack with the exclusive code and link. The code is toast at lumideodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Lumideodorant.com, code toast. Thank you, La. You're welcome. Our next story is some exciting fitness news. Oh my God, exciting. Can fitness news be exciting? Yes, because Jelly Roll is training for his first 5K and it's actually a very star-studded 5K. So Jelly Roll has started training for an upcoming 5K saying, I'm in the woods walking every morning. He shared an Instagram post on Thursday as he went for his morning walk saying that he decided to work towards the 5K after appearing on the Full Send podcast. 
The podcast host Kyle gassed him up, Jelly Roll says, to join forces with comics Bert Kreischer and Tom Segura, who are recruiting participants for an upcoming 5K in May. So Bert Kreischer and Tom Segura do the Two Bears, One Cave podcast. Mm -hmm. We're always, you know, sitting amongst them in the comedy charts. And they said on their show, that's our New Year's resolution. Let's get ready for it. Let's train for it. They're recruiting fellow comics to do this 5K with them. Like Michelle Wolf and Stavros Halkias. Michelle Wolf and um, Michelle Louis C.K. Louis C.K. gave them a tentative yes to join their 5K. And then Jelly Roll is getting Zach Bryan to join this 5K. So like kind of everyone's doing a 5K. Okay, so here's the thing, Tom Segura and Bert Kreischer. I'll do your 5K. Like I'm a comic. I am like <laughs> able to walk now without like vomiting. I, I think by May, like how, how many miles is a 5K? It's like one and a half. It's like. It's really not a lot. Right, no, like a 5K, I know, like sounds like a lot because they put it in the metric system, but it's low-key, like uh, a couple feet. Yeah, no, I did a 5K once and it wasn't like I had to train or anything, but I I guess I was a fit person, so that makes sense. 3.1 miles. Okay, low-key, that's like kind of a lot. (laughs) That's like 60 blocks. (laughs) Okay, so Bert, Tom, if you hear this message, feel free to reach out. I will do it. Is it for charity? Like, are we donating money or is it just like... I'm sure there is probably a charitable component, but I think it just started as like a inspirational, aspirational thing that they were doing. It's their New Year's resolution. Yeah, no, I read Tom Segura. Oh, you told me to read Tom Segura's book. I didn't finish it, but a lot of it was like about weight. I related to that like sentiment of just like being fat. Yeah, and I know that nobody asked us like if we want to do this star-studded podcast. Well, we'll do it. It's, a, it's literally the podcasters who run. Yeah, I think that we should do it. Yeah, please reach out. Um... But as long as like we're, you know, in the podcasters suite. Oh, yeah. No. And like I feel. okay, so like obviously like all the comedy guys in the charts, like they know each other. They do each other's show. Yeah. And we're just kind of these like two fat bitches like right up there with them. And like they don't know us. We don't know them. We like never DM or anything. Like I feel like definitely left out of that. Like, you know, it's that's what they say. It's a boys club. Yeah, it's true. But no, Tim Dillon. Tim Dillon throws us a bone. He throws us bones. Yeah. He's the only one that has included us. In like the boys club. But like the other people know each other on a personal level, like not just from the charts. Like there really is no way for us to get in until this 5K, which it seems like a meeting of the podcasters. It sounds like all the podcasters in the comedy section are meeting up and they haven't invited us and I will not fucking stand for that. Okay. So if I have to run three miles just to get some attention, I'll do it. Yeah. And you know what I was going to say that the only other podcaster who's like not one of those boys in the comedy charts who's like on the comedy charts with us is the dumb blonde podcast but that's jelly roll's wife jelly roll's wife so she'll be there too oh wait also speaking of jelly roll and when you brought him up i thought that's what you were going to be talking about today he testified before congress yesterday about fentanyl oh yeah that was important but i do think the 5k was more (laughs) no right like i was like oh okay i guess we're picking this like less relevant 5k story um he spoke really beautifully and i just like love him yeah you know what but like I, I'll take that on the chin that I prioritize you chose jelly the wrong K. story jelly K over jelly Knoll, but it's what was headline news really because I didn't even see the thing about the 5k and I saw the fentanyl thing like everywhere and honestly like, today good for, good for him for using his platform like that's like an actually like a serious fucking issue yeah no I agree I'm making jokes but like good for him for using his platform and that's important work and yeah. we should and be supporting and it. By the way, and he said, he's like, I'm before I speak, like I realize like me being here, like a former drug dealer is like insane for me to be testifying at Congress. But for so many years I was a part of the problem. And now I want to be a part of the solution. Like I literally had chills. It was so good. 
so good. It seems like he's making a lot of changes in the new year. Yeah. Oh, and that's the other thing because I watched his documentary. He's an addict and the way he sort of like lives with his addiction is he's not totally sober, but he doesn't really do hard drugs anymore. He smokes pot and he drinks a lot, but he's like, I've traded a lot of my addictions for food addiction. And that's how he said he got to the weight that he was at. He was very, very open about that. Um, and so like a 5k is great. I love that. By the way, now that like, I'm like, put it out there. Like, I really don't want to run this 5k. Cause I'm just thinking about how like anytime I've ever been on the treadmill, like it literally takes me 30 minutes to run a mile. That's fine because you can run and walk and it's going to be like a social thing. So we could just like walk and chat, speed walk, you know, there's no rush. It's just about completing It's about it. friendship and, com- and, the, it's about, yeah. and the bonds we've made. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Yeah. And I think it would be good for our careers. Well, that's really like just to be abundantly clear, like if we get invited to this 5K and it's for charity, like we will donate, like we will do what we need to do. But I'm only doing it for self-serving reasons. Like I just want that to And to like. To meet some of my heroes. Yeah, of course. Like, it's about, it's high time we met Tim Dillon. Yeah, and Tom Segura. Segura. And Tom hopefully, Segura. hopefully his wife. his wife. Christina P. Hopefully she'll be there in her mom jeans. Yeah. Well, she's another top 10 comedic podcaster, so of course she will so be. She'll probably oh, be and her husband's, yet. and her husband's organizing the no, thing. And also, where is it? Like, where are we committing to going? <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like this, I didn't see this, but I just feel like it's in Austin. Because that's oh, where... Okay, I love a trip to Austin. I'm so down. Yeah, and that's where and kind of the all way, the comedic podcasters live. Claude, maybe if we move to Austin, like then we could be in this circle of comedic just, podcasters. I was just going to say, like us not living in Austin is like bad for our careers. Agreed. And you know who's probably going to be there too then? Let me think. Lauren Bostic? No. Wait, Though maybe. Think. No, it's like so obvious. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. We have to get invited to this podcast. <laughs> we have to go. Maybe if we put it in the title of the episode. <gasps> oh my God. Oh my charts. God. Oh my God. No, literally. Bert and Tom, colon, call us. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Okay. We're using our platform for good. For good. No, and by the way, like they should have a charitable element to this. So like maybe, I don't know. Um, I'm sure they do. I don't think you can organize a 5K with like. No, but I've I, never I don't seen think they do 5K. 5Ks that literally don't benefit charity. I've never seen a 5K that didn't benefit a charity. Like, then what are you doing? Yeah, totally. Cool. Are you ready for our fifth and final story, which is some sports news? Some sports news, yeah. There was kind of some big sports news that happened. So this is like kind Bill of Belichick. Be- Bill Belichick is leaving the Patriots and a new coach has been named, Jared Mayo, who's 37 and he's the youngest coach in NFL history. Now that Bill Belichick is leaving the Patriots after six Super Bowls in 65 years and just a lot of history. Yeah. Um, and the last time he was – the last game he was at, he, like, left the field with his head down because they lost, like, by a million points. And I think everybody knew it, like, was – there was rumors that it was going to be his last game. Mm-hmm. Um, and does that mean he's retiring or he's going to another team? I think retiring because one, you know, he's of that age. And two, if he wanted to still be a coach, like why would he after 65 years go somewhere else? Like 65? Yeah. No, oh, he's no 65 I'm sorry. years old. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm 30. sorry. <laughs> 30, right? 30. Okay. Glad we cleared that up. Um, and did you say this was like a two part sports story? 24. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it's becoming less and less impressive. Yeah, it is a two-part story because they just named their new head coach 
who is Jared Mayo, and he's the youngest Spell coach it. in NF. G E R O D Mayo, like Hellman's. And he's the youngest coach in NFL history, and he's the first black okay, coach in New England's 65 year history. It's Jared with a J, not G. I didn't say G. You did literally I? said G. Okay, go back and rewind so the similar. tapes. They're so similar. He's so cute. What's his age? If you were born in 19- 37. Oh, that's really young. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's a two part story. It's and say that again, he's the story. first black coach for the Patriots. Yeah. Obsessed by Bill. Like, honestly, I've never been like a big, like, I'm not really into the coaches, although I do think the coach of the Eagles is so cute. What is his name? Yeah. Phil? Nick Sirianni, yes. I also love Andy Reid. Yeah, he's a cutie. And then there was that coach of the Jets whose name was Rex. And Rex Ryan. And he looks like my father-in-law and like I could not get over it. But then I found out he had a brother who was also a coach. And it was just like such a cute, the Rex Ryan brother. Rob Ryan. They both look like Bruce Offer, Jackie. Like it's crazy. I'm going to go look up Rex Ryan. But then there was that other coach of the Jets. I mean, Rex Ryan was a while ago. Who is the Jets coach? There was there? another one who's like a big name. He's always getting into trouble. Oh, okay. The Jets coach now, Robert Saleh. Hot. Mm-hmm. Hot. Bald. That's not who it. Bald and hot. I just have the idea of someone in my head. And I'm not going to be able to tell you who I'm thinking of. I mean, like us trying to talk about football coaches when we can barely like keep the players like. The coaches is a whole nother. I know. A whole nother thing. But you but know what? Ain't it good to be the coach? I'm sure it is. And hopefully Gerard will be finding out soon. Love that. Bye, Bill. Yeah, bye, Bill. But like, thank you for your service. Six Super Bowls. Amazing tenure. Great okay. work. Job well done. Not us doing like such a banger one hour episode on a Friday when I'm on vacation. Like I thought this was going to be like a 40 minute piece of shit. But like this is so like we even when we don't try like we are so supremely talented. Yeah. They we're in the right industry. And it's high time that Bert and Tom recognize that. Yeah. It's high time that we ascended to the meetings of the top 10 comedic podcasters. So title, we're thinking Bert and Tom, colon, call us, or like two guys, two two bears. Two bears, one toast? Like how Ooh. will we get their attention? Bert and Tom call us. Okay. But like, like how many Berts and Toms are there? You know what I mean? They'll know. Like if they title their episode Jackson Turd call us, like. Oh my God, I would die. Yeah. Also. I could just see them like not giving a rip about the podcast charts and never seeing our title. What's that like? I don't believe that there are people who put content out who don't vigorously refresh the charts. Like, I mean, I guess like, no, like, uh, no, sorry. There's no way. No. And also it's irresponsible to do that because you need to know like. You have a where duty. You're at. Like if you're, if people liked this guest, how things are performing, yep. like, you know, you can't just like put things out. Like you're running a business. You need to know what the feedback is. Precisely. 
So that is our last show of the week and also our last show until Tuesday. Monday is Martin Luther King Day, so there will not be an episode of The Toast, so just keep that in mind. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Toast of the Millennial Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories and you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeart Radio, CastBox, all the places where we listen to podcasts. Find us The Toast. Leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day and we'll see you on Tuesday. Bye. Love ya. Bye.